0: Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir Alberta. And Norman, the three-legged cat from my house. By the way, uh, Norman says thank you to all of you who pitched in and helped him to get through his surgery. Uh, I had planned on actually putting him down, which sucked, but uh, that didn't happen. And now Norman is a happy, stumpy Gimpy, three-legged cat. So he says thank you. Anyway, uh, I I wasn't planning on doing a live tonight. Um, I kind of wish I'd called Kerry and asked him if he wanted to join me. Maybe he'll chime in and ask to join in. We'll see what happens. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. A few things I wanted to talk about. um, And I kind of put them up in the title description. uh, Not the title, the description of this live. So if you see something in there you want to talk about, just throw up a bunch of question marks and and put up something about one of those topics. Um, Of course, there's a bazillion other things to talk about. But those are some of the things that have been on my mind lately. So here we go. Also, thank you to those of you who are still tuning in to my live streams. So first things first, I've gotten a couple messages and inquiries about uh, the National Citizens Inquiry. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's a it's a citizens' initiative inquiry into the government's response to COVID-19. And there's some people that are they're actually kind of upset with me that I'm not promoting this or talking about it or whatever. But the way I look at it is is this, and maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong. I was wrong once before in my life. Um, a citizens' inquiry it doesn't seem to me like it's going to accomplish anything. I mean, we have a prime minister who literally can break the law, um, government officials who can break the law. We have the leader of the opposition in Alberta. Who's one of her minions hacked Alberta people's Alberta health records. Like stuff happens all the time in government and they do bad things. Um, our health, Departments promote medical interventions that are killing people, and no amount of inquiry seems to change any of it. So maybe I'm a little jaded. Maybe I'm a little disillusioned, uh, especially after watching the emergencies emergency emergency measures inquiry um, into whether or not it was justified to use the emergency measures act. It seems like a lot of hullabaloo and a lot of time and a lot of effort made to. Find out what we already know. I mean, do we know that the Emergency Measures Act didn't need to be uh, enacted? Yeah, we know that. You know, even, even people who who hate freedom and who hate truckers, they know that we didn't need that. We didn't need an inquiry to determine it, but the inquiry in the end sided with the government, which they always do. Um, do we know that the government's response to COVID was absolute ridiculous? ridiculous? Yeah, we know that. Do we know what caused damage? Yes, we do. I mean, there are literally, uh, there are studies out there that suggest that the mandates were worse than the virus. We know all these things, but it's unfortunate that facts don't seem to matter. We know that people are dropping around us. We know there's increased heart attacks and strokes. Uh, We know that we're seeing lots of myocarditis, even in kids, which we don't see that usually. We know that unexplained deaths account for the majority of deaths in Alberta last year. We know all these things. We all probably know somebody who has had an adverse reaction to a specific medical intervention that they probably didn't want. We know masks weren't effective. We know the sanitizer caused problems. We know... Uh, The lockdowns in seniors' homes killed people. We know all these things already. We don't really need an inquiry to determine this, do we? But I guess if we're trying to reach more people and get the truth out there, then these things are important. Um, It's important to show that there's a lot of people who are asking these questions and, and sharing information that we're on the same page and we want to make something better that's important so in the next few days i'm going to try and live stream some of that stuff onto the whistle stop facebook page so we'll see what happens i'll do my best but i am pretty busy at the restaurant and i'm in court again tomorrow so there is that so while i'm not super excited about the national citizens citizens inquiry nor do i think it's going to make anything change I guess it is important that people have conversations and the public learns these things. It's a shame that the mainstream media isn't covering it. Oh, well. So uh, what was the next one? (laughs) The questions about the eggs at the whistle stop. We serve you eggs any way you want them. Except fertilized. We don't serve fertilized eggs. Wrong country. Um, now, okay, let's back up a little bit. I want to make it clear that I really don't think that the last three years were any kind of a mass genocide. I don't think they were a culling of the population. I think the people doing this don't really care if people die because they make money. In the end, I think it just comes down to money and power. And if they can make $100 billion by killing 100 million people and uh, only have to pay $10 billion in lawsuits they probably think $90 billion is a good profit on that. So I I really don't think there's any conspiracy to it. I think it's just money and power, plain and simple as it has been for the last 5,000 years. Anyway, uh, they are over easy eggs, not easy over, Nicholas. Thank you for your question. What was the next point that I had in there? It's probably going to be out of order. I'll remember them as best I can. The one that's coming... Uh, up in my mind right now is the Fed's implication that they want to take control, expropriate, if you will, the natural resources of the provinces. Now, you're going to get a little bit of a lesson about Canada here, and as usual, if you think I'm wrong, please post a comment. If you Uh, if you have a different opinion, you're welcome to try and change my mind, but I should let you know that I am Russian. Ooh, I, am I not supposed to tell people that now? Now it's going to be Chris is a Russian agent. Anyway, here goes. So in, uh, in the early years of the colonization of this land that we call Canada, there were different colonies, uh, spread across all over the place and and Canada is a very very large country is it not it's it's huge um i don't know the figures but it's i think it's the biggest or second biggest in the world anyway we have these colonies across this huge land we call well now call Canada and it was proposed that if we all work together we can become something great if we confederate if we join together as one we can do something great but, even at that time, these different colonies wanted to be independent. They didn't want to be in a melting pot of uh, of a country. They wanted to they they were different. They had you know the prairie provinces were agriculture based the the east was um uh, you know lots of fur trade and things like that and and we wanted to maintain our in our individual cultural identities within a group that worked together. So we decided after it was pitched by Sir John A. Macdonald, uh, to become a confederation. Now, for those of you that don't know, a confederation is not a federation. Those are two different things. You've heard politicians in the last couple of years refer to Canada as a federation. Canada is not a federation. A confederation literally means against federation or without federation. So without a centralized government without a national government, whereas a federation is a group ruled by a federal government. So you think of it this way. Canada is made up of provinces and territories that are individual member states within the confederation. Now, these individual member states have their own sovereign jurisdictions in many areas, such as natural resources, administration of health care, pension plans, employment insurance, policing, these types of things. The provinces all have the sovereign constitutional right to manage their affairs in those areas. The federal government is responsible for more broad aspects like immigration, uh, citizenship, uh, well now climate change on the environment, um, military, navigation, Things that affect the entirety of the Confederation. What's happening now, and this has been happening for years, the federal government under our current uh, dictator, Mr. Justin Trudeau, I'm not going to ever refer to him as right honorable anymore because he's neither of those things. They're doing everything they can to encroach on our sovereign jurisdiction as individual member states within Confederation who are responsible to chart our own course. And they're doing it in different ways now. The one that you may have noticed in the past was through climate change. So climate change and environment is a federal portfolio. So what's happened now is the feds have said, well, you know, climate change affects everybody in Canada. Now we're not talking about the fact that This climate change agenda is fake right now, but let's just talk about it as it is. So they've said, climate change affects every province and we're responsible for the environment. So our goals for climate change, override your sovereign jurisdiction as provinces in areas such as resource management and extraction. Hence the no more pipelines bill, hence the tanker ban on the west coast, The feds are doing things within their portfolio that make it impossible for us to do business in the oil-rich areas of the country. Interestingly enough, though, in the last three years, we've seen them try and do this with health. And recently, very blatantly, they actually tried to bribe the provinces, successfully, some of them, because, you know, not everybody thinks critically, apparently. They said, we're going to give you billions of dollars if you sign up for a federal health ID. So give up your sovereign jurisdiction in administering health care within your own own, uh, individual provinces. Let us do it and we'll give you money. Whose money are they giving us? Well, it's our money. So they take our money and then they're giving it back as bribes so that we give up our rights as a province. And you might be saying, well, what are you talking about, Chris? The federal government is above the provinces. No, they're not. The federal government is not above the provinces. And you can find that out for on your own if you simply open up the Constitution Act nineteen or 1867. Or pardon me, Constitution Act 1982. It outlines the Fed's areas and our areas. And there's very clear lines between them. But they're trying to change that. Now, why would they try and do that? Why would the federal government be so... so set on becoming a national government instead of a federal government responsible for federal things? Well, could it be that Alberta has vast resources? Could it be that... um, if you wanted to look good on a global stage where uh, global government and, and, and that sort of thing was the goal, uh, you, you would have to do these things because you couldn't allow Alberta to chart their own course. You couldn't allow Alberta to extract their resources and prosper because climate change. When the federal government... Says to the provinces, um, we're thinking about taking your jurisdiction over your resources. This is a big, big problem. Not like we don't have big problems already. As many of you may know, I believe that the only way to save this country, now this is going to sound crazy, but I'll explain it. The only way to save this country is for a province like Alberta, standing up and saying, listen, you delusional, woke Little bitches, if you want to go towards this anti-human goal on the global stage and make your global elite um, puppet masters happy, we're not going with you. We don't have to, by the way. Nobody can force us to go down that path. We have to do it willingly. And unfortunately, people are, are doing it willingly now because they've been convinced about this climate change lie and now about this health lie. And they're willing to give up their rights and their freedoms and their futures and their prosperity to, um, well, for their own safety. So somebody needs to stand up and say enough is enough. I'm going to tell you a little story to put this in perspective. So imagine, this is completely fictional, by the way. Imagine a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there was businesses thriving all over this particular planet. Beautiful planet, um, lots of resources, great weather. You know they had beaches everywhere, um, lots of things to do. They encouraged staycations, those sorts of things. Life was good. If you worked hard, you could do business and earn a living and build something. Okay. Now, all of a sudden. The government on this planet says um, you can no longer do business for your own good. It's it's for your own good to destroy your business, your livelihood, uh, your family. It's for your own good to leave your mother and father and your grandma and grandpa locked in a nursing home and not see them for two years. It's for your own good. Do these things. And People went along with it, even though they felt like, hey, something's wrong here. This doesn't feel right. We're supposed to be, this is the greatest planet ever to live on. And we are supposed to be free. We're supposed to be able to work hard and succeed and, and, and be prosperous. And yet our government's telling us not to because they're telling us we need to be scared of something that we don't really see before us happening. But we're going to do it anyway because we're good citizens and we don't want to get in trouble. Now on that planet, There was one uh, uh, guy who made these hamburgers and he served coffee, the best coffee in his town, by the way, who reached the end of his rope and he said, you know what? Um, I know this isn't right. I can see with my eyes that this isn't right. What's going on right now? This is not how we're supposed to live. And somebody needs to stand up and say something about it. So he did. He does. He commits the... Alleged crime of serving a hamburger to somebody who wants a hamburger. He commits the alleged crime of building a free entertainment facility and inviting the people that have been locked within their homes to come out and enjoy some family time together while following the stupid rules. I know this is totally fictitious. Nobody would ever do this. Nobody would ever spend their own money and risk further losses by providing free entertainment for people that really, really needed it so badly. Totally fiction, fictional. So, but that's what he does. He stands up and he says, you know what, I, I just, I'm not going to do this anymore because I'm supposed to be free. So I'm going to live free. I'm going to live the way I'm intended to. I'm going to live the way I was born. I'm going to live free. And in doing so, that that lowly cook, that lowly server, that coffee pouring bastard was an example to people all over the planet. And they looked and they saw what he was doing and they thought, you know what? I feel the same way. I feel like this isn't right. I can see it with my own eyes that this isn't right. And wow, look at this. There's somebody standing up and doing what we want to do so we can do it too. And people started standing up all over the place. Other businesses, other Guys and and girls that poured coffee started standing up and saying, no, we're not going to live like this. We are free. We're going to live free. We're going to be free as we're intended, as we're guaranteed. And it created quite a ruckus on this planet. So much of a ruckus that those that were doing this, those that were implementing these crazy rules and restrictions and mandates that would never happen, by the way. This is all fictitious. Don't worry. We live in a free country here in Canada. We're not like this planet a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It created a lot of ruckus. And so eventually they used their corrupt justice system. And I use the word justice very loosely to have this person arrested and thrown in jail. And then they tried to destroy his business when misinformed, ignorant fools called the government on that planet and said, hey, you know, shut this guy down. You need to shut him down for our safety. Lock him down for our safety. Lock me down harder while you're at it, Daddy. Please lock me down harder. Restrict me. I love it. <laughs> and the authorities said, well, we can't. We can't do anything because this guy is free. And we can't take his freedom because we live in a free on a free planet. But you know what they said? We can't do anything, but you could. You ignorant, pathetic, scared citizen who doesn't understand what freedom really is. You could phone the other authorities and report this guy and try and get him shut down. Destroy his business for us because we can't do anything. Our hands are tied and he's making us look bad. This is fictional, by the way. This would never happen in Canada. So the people did. They called all sorts of authorities and agencies on this person and he had to deal with them. But when when he did deal with them, An interesting thing happened. By this time, that lowly coffee pourer, that lowly burger flipper, had learned a thing or two about a thing or two. And he was really paying attention. So when these authorities came and said, I'm going to give you a citation for not covering your face with a piece of fabric. He schooled them. And he turned it around. He said, hey, if this is about health, then... Why are you wearing those? Because the manufacturer says they're not for what you say they are. Would you go scuba diving with a Scott air pack designed for uh, hazardous atmospheres? Would you use latex gloves to pick up hot steel? No, because the manufacturer says that that's not what it's for. And yet you're using this device on your face for something other that was intended. You're telling me to do the same, even though you know it's wrong. And you, you know it doesn't work, and you have no training on this. Anyway, this went on and on and on. But this guy just would not give up. And they fined him. He ended up with huge fines they'd had to pay because he stood up for himself as business. But he didn't care because it's the right thing to do. And this guy's stubborn, like really stubborn. Funny thing though. Throughout this whole thing, uh, in this fictional story on another planet, in another galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago, a lot of people that felt the same way as that guy stood up and they stood with him. And when he went through trials and tribulations, when the authority on that planet tried to have him evicted from his business, uh, they stood up with him, beside him, and they helped him get through it even to the point where they helped him buy the business. What a grifter, right? But there was other people that were completely put off by this. Have you ever watched somebody get something and been really jealous? Yeah, I have too. And this guy had to deal with that. Some of his friends, some of the people that he used to pour coffee for, you know, they started talking about him like, you know, I would never go there. I would never go to that place because he got something that I didn't. Even though they were the worst kind of thieves and liars that were saying those things about him. But that's beside the point. Anyway, my whole point in telling you this story, this fictional story in that's from another planet, was because I want you to know that this could never happen in Canada, so you have nothing to worry about. You live in a free country. You will never lose your freedoms because people fought and died for your freedoms so that you wouldn't have to. All you have to do is put your trust in the government. All you have to do is make sure that you support political candidates who say that they'll come to your door. They'll find out about your health information. And then they'll come to your door and they'll ask you, why aren't you participating in these procedures that... The majority are. Why aren't you going with the group? All you have to do is support those people. All you have to do is put more uh, of your time and energy into making sure that you're getting more safety and you'll be okay. And if you can't get safety for yourself, the only thing you have to do is give up your rights and your freedoms so that somebody else can pretend to give you safety. Now, of course, that's not true. But that's what we're asked to do. By people, by the way, who are involved in organizations like the Trudeau Foundation, whose entire board of directors resigned in the wake of interference in our election by communist China. Right here in Alberta, our very own beloved NDP, the New Democratic Party of Alberta, which is the New Democratic Party of Canada, uh, led by Mr. Jagmeet Singh, who is so disconnected from reality, it's actually enjoyable to read the emails he sends to me because I I laugh harder harder than I have in a while. Our very own NDP, who appoints, union bosses to provincial board positions and pays them, bribes them for their support. They tell you, Hey, support us and we'll make your life better. We'll raise minimum wage. We'll give you free money. We'll support labor. We'll give doctors and nurses better working conditions. We will be your saviors. As long as you agree to give up your freedoms to us, give up your rights, your freedoms, and, your ability to chart your own course and and be prosperous and we'll take care of you. But they're lying. They're lying to you just like they lie to you when they take out radio ads and say, we can't afford to vote. We can't afford Danielle Smith. She'll make it so you have to pay for doctor's visits. She'll make it so that you have to pay for surgeries. They lie to you and you eat it up and then you repeat it. I guess in a democracy, if the people have been so fooled so successfully uh, that they're willing to pursue these things and and make a small group of people really rich and powerful who are pretending that they're going to take care of you, I guess if a democratic society elects those people, well, that's your own fault. And they deserve whatever they get. But I don't think we're there yet. And I think... If we pay attention to a few of these things, then we might be able to come out better on the other side. (sighs) So there has been a common theme in a lot of my podcasts, livecasts, whatever you want to call it. Oh, and PS, I'm going to interject this here. Please don't say that you're sorry for what I have to go through. I really want to make sure that everybody understands that before I decided, before I made the choice to stand up for myself and risk my future and risk my business, before I made that choice, I had calculated the benefits and the, the, uh, the drawbacks of doing so. And I made sure that I was okay with any outcome. So if I lose and I lose my business and I'm bankrupt and whatever, or go to jail, I'm okay with that, I've made peace with that. If I win and get some remedy from the government for what they've done to us or to me, I'm okay with that. And the reason I'm okay with it is because this isn't about whether I'm going to win or lose. This is about when you're in the schoolyard and you see a bully constantly picking on people all the time, the biggest kid in the class, picking on people, pushing them down in the mud, Punching them. Taking their lunch money. Convincing other kids to go with the bully because he will make them safer as long as they're subservient to him. When you see those things, you don't stand by and let it happen. You do something about it. You walk over to that bully and you kick him in the nuts, figuratively. Or you knock him out. Loosen some teeth. And I'm talking schoolyard figurative thing, right? Violence is never the answer. But I will tell you that when I was in school, if I saw people getting bullied on, I didn't care if I was going to get beat up. I would do something about it because it's the right thing to do. And if one person does something about it, generally somebody else is feeling the same way and it will motivate and encourage them to do the same thing. And you most often end up in a situation where you never have to raise a finger or bloody a nose because more people around you stand up and they stand with you and the bully realizes that they cannot win if all of the kids stand up to him. So maybe I'll lose and go to jail. Maybe this bully that the government's become will knock me on my ass. It doesn't matter if that happens, because at least I tried. But I don't think that's going to happen because so many people have realized who the bully is and they've realized that there's way more of us than there are of them. And if we stand up and say something about it, we'll win. One thing that's going to get in the way of winning are the people who nothing is ever good enough for. I've been involved in lots of different groups over the last couple of years. So I started off my, started my own group with a a few people called WS full steam ahead. And our goal was to help the people that have been affected by the vaccine mandates, like AHS workers who are, you know, going to get fired if they didn't take the job or CN workers or CP. There's thousands of different groups. Or, you know, on a broader scale, help the people who've been injured by some medical intervention that was forced on them that they didn't want in the first place. And now they've suffered a loss or a harm. We wanted to help those people. I've been involved with Take Back Alberta, started by David Parker, who his his whole goal was to tell people that if you bring enough people, if you show up with enough people, you'll win. Democracy is beautiful that way. It's just like the schoolyard. If you bring a whole bunch of people with you to the schoolyard bully, you'll win just because there's enough people. I've been involved with the Alberta Prosperity Project, the sweater I'm wearing right now, and I still am involved with them, by the way, because I realized that if Alberta doesn't stand up to the federal government bully and show the other provinces that we don't have to follow their ridiculous woke bullshit, it's probably not going to happen. Alberta needs to do it. Alberta needs to stand up and say, Listen, we want our rights guaranteed to us under the Constitution that we signed up for Confederation uh, in agreeing to. No, I said that wrong. That the Confederation guaranteed us if we signed on, 1905, by the way, recent history. If you're not going to honor that, we're out because this is what we signed up for. We need that referendum. And recent events are showing how much we need that referendum. The feds are literally talking about expropriating our resources. Why would we want to stay for that? Why would we want to stay for the carbon tax? Why would we stay for equalization? Why would we stay for mismanagement of federal portfolios on a grand scale? Why would we want to stay in a confederation that's pursuing a woke anti-human agenda? You tell me, oh, I have allegiance to the flag. You have allegiance to a piece of cloth all you want. I have allegiance to the human race and the people around me. And if the flag wants to go towards destruction and anti-humanism, the flag can go by itself. Those men and women I mentioned before who fought and died for our freedoms, could you imagine what they would think today if they looked at what's going on in this country And how we're so willing to give up our rights and freedoms in the name of safety, just like happened uh, to the to the people in the people's countries that they were fighting. How would they feel about that? Give me your guns for your own safety. You know who else said that? Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin. Every tyrant in history has tried to disarm or successfully disarm the people. I watched a very interesting TikTok video. I'm just going to go off on a little tangent here for a second. Um, It was describing a bank robber. So it said, one person with a gun can control 100 people. And that's true because people are cowardly. They're scared. You know, that one gunman isn't going to take out 100 people, but probably a few, and they don't want to be that one, so they just comply. So this gunman goes into a bank. There's 20 people in there, 30 people let's say, and he pulls out a gun. He says, everybody get on the ground. Give me your money. This is a robbery. Everyone gets on the ground. They lay down, put their hands behind their head. The tellers give him the money and he leaves. Now that's gun control. That's when those people have no guns. Now imagine this, that the, the gunman goes into the bank and says, I have a gun. Get down on the ground, put your hands on your head. And 30 people pull out their guns and they're pointing them at this guy who's robbing the bank. Now, these are just normal people. They don't have a gun because they want to rob a bank. They don't have a gun because they want to hurt people. They, want to, they have a gun because they know there are other people out there who want to hurt people and rob them. Would a bank ever get robbed again? Probably not. The United States has a militia to protect the people against government. Wow. Imagine that. Do we have that in Canada? We sure don't. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should be packing a gun, but what I'm saying is if we're going to give up those things that make us or help us take responsibility for our own safety in return for somebody else saying they're going to do the job for us, we run the risk of never being safe again. Right? That's true. Guns don't kill people, bullets do. Actually, that's not true. Guns kill people too. Sometimes without even being fired because they're a blunt weapon. Anyway, um, do you... I forgot what I put in the description of this live, so maybe just pop it up on the side here something that I should be talking about because I really wanted to touch on all these things, but I'm kind of having this... I'm, I'm having a tough time concentrating on this stuff. There's so much going on. So much happening. Um... Not the least of which is a lot of maybe even you folks that are watching right now have actually turned on me and are saying that I'm a, the first one called me a Judas. Uh, they called me a shill. They called me a turncoat. They called me, they said that I was a controlled opposition, a PSYOP paid by the government. And do you know Why? Because I don't agree with everybody's opinions on everything. And I never will. Did I mention that I'm Russian? Yeah, that's a true story. I don't agree with people's position on vapor trails, contrails. I don't believe that every airplane that's flying over me, leaving a vapor trail, is spraying chemicals. I will concede that there probably is some accidental geoengineering going on from those airplanes because they're creating clouds that weren't there before simply by acting as a catalyst to create clouds. I'll concede that. I don't believe that everybody in the government is evil and tyrants. I don't believe that all of the UCP are tyrants. I don't believe that everybody in the Independence Party is a good person. Am I hurting feelings? Sorry. I don't believe that we should be attacking trans people and posting pictures of them so that people hate them. I don't believe that at all. I believe we should accept them for who they are and stand our ground when it comes to how we interact with them. Don't tell me what I have to call you and if I call you the wrong gender by accident because I don't know, it's not because I hate you or I'm threatening you, it's because you literally look like a man, so I call you a man. I'm sorry. I don't agree with everybody on everything. In the beginning of all this, I had no intention of dealing with any of these other subjects. I literally wanted to run my business. I wanted to make hamburgers and allow people to eat them. That's it. A lot of this other stuff came because people would come to my restaurant and share their stories with me. Tell me things like, hey, you know, my mother died alone um, because she was locked in a room and treated like shit. And she just gave up or my brother uh, died because this is a true story. He had uh, mental issues. He was a high functioning. I don't know what the word is. Uh, He had some issues where he needed help with certain things. And so somebody went to check on him every day. And because of COVID, the people were too scared to go check on him. As a matter of fact, it was policy. The company that was responsible for this, which would be Saskatchewan Health or something like that decided it was too much of a risk for these care workers to go and check on their clients. So the family couldn't get a hold of him. Eventually, somebody went and chucked on him. Two weeks later, he had been dead for two weeks, slumped over his toilet due to something in his stomach that could have been treated easily had somebody been there to tell him that he needed to get help. All sorts of stories like this. Hundreds, thousands of stories by now. And now every day, every single day, somebody comes to the Whistle Stop Cafe and they have a conversation with me and they tell me a story about how someone in their family or somebody they know has been harmed or injured or killed shortly after the old jabby jab. Unfortunately, life became not so much about hamburgers anymore, but more about the bigger picture in that There's a big fucking bully out, pardon me, there's a big bully out there and somebody needs to knock his lights out. So with that said, for those of you who have said silly things like, you're a chemtrail denier? Well, you lost my vote. Guess what? I never asked anybody to vote for me, but I might. Wouldn't that be fun? I never asked anybody to uh, support me in my pursuit of my own prosperity. People do that on their own accord. And if you don't like what I say and my difference of opinion on one subject is enough for you to withdraw your support for my pursuit of freedom for me and everyone, uh, okay then, that's fine. This is one of those instances where Nobody's ever happy. We spent two years trying to get rid of a premier. We succeeded. We wanted to get a freedom-minded individual uh, elected as the premier of Alberta. We did that. We wanted to change the board of the governing party in Alberta. We did that. We wanted an inquiry into what's going on with with the COVID stuff and the government's response. We did that. We've done all of these things, these great monumental things, by the way, and yet there are some people who will never be satisfied. Never. We even have probably a majority of our current sitting MLAs. Now, I might be wrong on this. This is, I have a feeling though, who understand that a referendum on independence may be Alberta's only answer and maybe what saves Canada. We've accomplished some amazing things. And yet there are still some people out there. It will never be good enough for them. Not until heads roll and people hang. And that's not what I'm about. I do believe that some people need to be held accountable. I think Notley should probably be in jail for what she's done and what she says she she would like to do. I definitely believe that. I think our Prime Minister should probably be in jail for the crimes that he's committed. I think that the pharmaceutical companies and the... And the doc- this is going to be a toughie. I think that the pharmaceutical companies who have done this and put out products that they know are dangerous should not just be fined billions of dollars. They should be put in jail, the CEOs and whatnot, because obviously money isn't an issue. And I also think the doctors who are cowering in their boots as they watch people die all around them, should be severely reprimanded or possibly lose their licenses for failing to do no harm. So it's not that I don't believe people should be held accountable for their actions. I think there's more important things to focus on right now, and that is making sure it doesn't happen anymore. That's the first step. Ending the problem punishments come after. Uh, I'm going to try and look at the description here because there was something else I really wanted to. Oh. Oh, is somebody. Oh, I think there's someone arguing. Just a second. I got to find this. Ah, here it is. Thank you very much, Cindy. Uh, Pierre Poliver. So this dude's pretty cool, right? He's not perfect by any means, but are you perfect? You're not. Um, I love the way he ridicules the prime minister in parliament while being polite. It's a very unique skill that he has. I think that he wants to do a lot of good things. I think he could do a lot of good things. Now, keep in mind, take this all with a grain of salt, because I really don't believe the federal political arena is going to have any kind of solution for Western Canada ever, only because it's proven to be the case over and over and over again. But anyway. So he would be leaps and bounds better than what we have right now. And there are people doing everything they can to try and destroy him. Because they think he might be a WEF plant, just like they do with Daniel Smith, a premier who literally said, we're not going to have anything to do with the W.F. because why would Alberta want to deal with an organization that brags about infiltrating politics? She actually said that. And yet there are still people saying, oh, well, in this 18th degree of separation, there was somebody who was on a board of a company that had an affiliation with the WEF. So that means Daniel Smith is a WEF plant. No, it doesn't. If you're saying those things, it means you uh, are a delusional, ignorant idiot. That's what it means. And if you're going to make up problems so that people follow you, you're doing more of a disservice than if you did did nothing at all because you're just, you're, you're wasting people's time and you're taking their attention away for nothing. For your own goals. Um so Leighton gray, gray Woke Law is uh has filed a class action lawsuit against Pfizer for vaccine harms. If you or anyone you know has experienced a vaccine harm, uh, up to and including death, I guess, get a hold of them. Uh register as a plaintiff and I think I don't I'm not sure what the cost is. I think it's pretty low. I know Full Steam Ahead had a uh, benefactor donate some money and we helped fund part of this lawsuit to get it going. And I think uh, Leighton and his firm are asking people to uh, get a little skin in the game if they want representation, which, I mean, it's, they're going to need it because this is going to be a big thing. But I want you to realize how important this is. There have been lots of lawsuits against drug companies over the years. People have seemed to have forgotten about them. Um, They've been busted doing all sorts of crazy things, hurting all sorts of people. Uh, Thalidomide and Oxycontin are two that come to mind. And people just seem to never learn. They they think, oh, trust them, trust them, trust the science, trust the science. Screw that. I'll trust the track record. And the track record tells me that profits are more important than human life. Now, Leighton understands this, and he's been watching it for two years as well. He's been involved in this almost right from the very beginning with his letter to Jason Kenney. And now he's somewhat sticking his neck out in at least a professional uh, manner in order to try and get some people some remedy for harms they've been caused. In addition to this, by the way, he's involved in several lawsuits against big companies for forcing their employees to take medical infre- infre- interventions that have harmed them. So check that out. Um, I think you could probably just Google or somebody can put it up in the comments. Maybe if Carrie's or Larry's or Larry, Carrier Leighton are watching, they could put a link in the comments. But check it out, get to know what he's doing, support it if you can, and register as a plaintiff if you feel that you have a claim. Uh, The Whistle Stop Cafe was something I want to talk about as well. So, a while ago, some people started saying some things like, you know, the Whistle Stop Cafe and this Chris Scott guy, they're just plants, they're just actors, they're, you know, they're paid by the government to do this stuff. I don't know why you would believe that unless you want to believe it. I guess we believe things that we want to believe, right? It's kind of the way it goes. But I'm going to tell you, uh, the reason I bought the Whistle Stop Cafe, I got out of the oil industry because I just I had, a, I had a bad experience with a company that kicked me to the curb after I'd been doing a really good job um, and they did it pretty much because I was human and have a life and have a family. Not to say that I was perfect or anything, but I did a good job. I tried really hard, I loved my job, I had took a lot of pride in it, and it came down to a political decision that left me wondering what the heck the last couple of years are for anyway, after thinking about my life and looking back on the last twenty years in energy, which I love by the way, I realized that. I was just sick of being part of an industry where the government was doing stupid things all the time and causing crashes in the industry. So then I would be trying, you know, hard up for work. Uh, or maybe they would leave us alone for a couple of years and we would prosper and it would happen again. It's this roller coaster. I just got sick of it. So I thought, what better thing to do to get away from government interference and government uh, vilification of an industry, what better thing to do than switch industries completely and buy a little out of the way gas station, convenience store and restaurant that nobody ever thinks about. And I can just go to work, do my job, go home, enjoy my life under the radar. Like I want to (sighs) be out of the frying pot into the fire, right? That's what happened. I switched careers and ended up (laughs) in a position that was more harshly affected by government policy than before. It's like that movie, A Series of Unfortunate Events, although I think it was a series of fortunate events looking back on it. Um, I never had any political aspirations. As a matter of fact, I consider myself to be somewhat of a you know, just a dirtbag, roughneck. I'm not professional enough to be a politician. I don't know. I'm not uh, i am not a politician. I don't wear suits and ties very often at all, unless I'm in court appearing before a judge, which I never did before. It's just not my bag, baby. And no, that book isn't mine either. But I realized that if we actually want to be left alone. Sometimes we got to stand up for ourselves and there's no conspiracy behind it. There's no, nobody's paid me a million dollars to do anything. Um, throughout the time that I've been kind of vocal about these things, I've been part of lots of groups, like I mentioned before, and I see them form and grow and people are receptive to them. But sometimes I realize that We have to keep our eye on the prize. And if we're too busy focusing on one person or one group, we may lose sight of the goal when the group decides through democracy to go down a different path, a path that leads us off of the path to success. Now, that's kind of what I saw with the Independence Party. Sorry, I've hurt your feelings for this. I, I am supportive of, of the folks within the Independence Party. I'm supportive of the idea of Alberta independence. But what I saw in the last few months was the party being um, taken over for an agenda that was different than Alberta independence. It was more of a vengeance. It was more, it, it became a vehicle that appeared to be used to bring down people who others thought were responsible for this. And it really had, in my opinion, my very humble opinion, by the way, it had very little to do with the outcome of the province and the prosperity of Alberta. And during a couple of conversations I had with uh, Dr. Dennis Modry last year, You know, we were talking about the independence parties at that time. It was the Wild Rose Independence Party of Alberta and the Independence Party of Alberta. And we were very excited trying to bring these parties together saying, you know what? If we build this third option, this, the UCP that are, they're messed up right now will become irrelevant because people want something different and this could be it. Now, when it didn't happen, that was an indicator to me that Alberta independence might not result from an independence-minded majority government. It might simply be the people standing up with those around them and getting it done themselves. In our case, through a Citizens Initiative uh, petition causing a referendum. It wasn't that I didn't believe in what the Independence Party wanted to do or help them grow, but my goal is for this province to be better. And if I believe or I know that the path to this province being better exists within another political party or political vessel um, that's been started to be repaired by people standing up. That's what I'm going to do. They didn't have to pay me. The, the, The United Conservative Party didn't have to pay me to acknowledge what they were doing. I did that on my own, of my own free will. Had nothing to do with anybody else and there's of course some people just aren't going to believe that because i don't believe that every airplane flying over us is spraying us with chemicals so therefore i won't get their vote um i guess if you feel like you have to vote for rachel notley because i don't believe in chemtrails then please vote for rachel notley that's it's that's what democracy is about um I think a lot of our issue right now is due to fear. Now, if you don't understand what I'm what I'm saying is have you heard anybody ever tell you you must vote for this person otherwise you could have the NDP? Have you ever heard anybody say uh we have to be net zero at all costs? Have you heard people say things like uh, your rights and freedoms don't matter when you're killing your grandma for not by, because you're not wearing a mask? Have you heard these fear-laden tactics? I have. I've heard people say um, any of these groups that are making any headway, for instance, take back Alberta, well, they must be controlled opposition because if they weren't, they wouldn't be allowed to succeed like this. Now, that's a very scary thing to believe, because if you do believe that, you can literally never do anything because anything you do that's successful would be viewed as a government psyop. People are scared of the organizations and the groups that are standing up. They're scared of them succeeding because, well, you know, that means that now they got to step up and do something. People are scared of TBA taking over Alberta. But I want to ask you something. What is TBA? Is it a person? No. Is it an entity? I don't know. Maybe it is. TBA is a group of people who are using their voices and showing up for common cause. The people. Now, if the people are showing up and taking over Alberta politics, is that not a good thing? That's what we wanted before. People to show up and take over, put good people in. Now, I'm not saying it's all perfect. Um, you know, maybe there's some political maneuvering and aspirations behind this, but at the end of the day, if people are intelligent enough to watch what's going on around them, that stuff is less important than the fact that all of these people are showing up. Um, The Alberta prosperity project. An educational society with the goal of educating and inspiring Albertans as to the uh, necessity and the benefits of a referendum on independence. That's what it is. And. When it became uh when it, when it started gaining momentum and steam and actually you know what you know what really stopped app from gaining more traction kenny's res- resignation i think that was political maneuvering anyway my point is that these groups are doing things that have never been done before in this province and they're making headway but always something happens where they just kind of plateau and stop because people are scared of the outcome Yay, we need to make some change. Oh my goodness, there's change happening. What are we going to do? It's kind of how it goes. Uh, Fear of a political opponent. Fear of standing up and being different than the crowd. Fear of reprisal from the government. Fear of a ticket from AHS. Fear, fear, fear all over the place. And so people don't do what they're supposed to do. The one thing that can help people with fear is knowing that there's other people around them, standing with them and supporting them which is why I'm not scared to take my challenge in court all the way. I'm going to go back through the comments a little bit. (laughs) Okay. The uh, person with the Ukraine flag as a uh, profile picture. So obviously very impressionable and controlled by the media narrative says TBA is a crystal. I'm assuming that's supposed to be Christian fascist group who will take away women's rights and take us back to the fifties. Do a deep dive on this, please. So I'm assuming that this person is saying this because a lot of the members within TV TBA believe in the sanctity of human life and that we shouldn't be killing our unborn children. Well. That's a societal thing. And as far as I'm concerned, or pardon me, it's not a societal thing. Um, As far as I'm concerned, it's none of anybody's business. And that's something that a woman and her doctor should be talking about. Do I think that we should be doing it? No, I don't. That's my opinion. That's a life. I don't believe we should end it. Now, you might not like me for that, but I really don't give a shit. What you think about me or, or my opinions, they're mine and you have your own. And I respect yours. Now, (laughs) saying that TBA is a Christian fascist group is very ironic. So um, do you know what a fascist is? I'm assuming you don't. So people who are against fascism are literally labeled as fascists by people who actually are fascists, like Antifa. They use threats and fear and intimidation to push people into doing what they want to do. They don't accept any outside views or differing views. They don't accept history. They want to tear it down and tear people down until the only thing that's allowed is their views. TBA is saying that we need to change the face of politics in this province and get tyrants out of power. If people want to vote uh, specifically on one policy or another, that's their business. If they want to, you know, vote on uh, abortion stuff, they can vote on it. That's democracy. Doesn't mean we're all going to agree on it. And by the way, democracy doesn't always do the right thing. There's plenty of instances around, er, around the world throughout history where democratic societies have done horrible things to each other because of democracy. But that's the dangers of democracy. Um, another hot topic right now is drag queens. I think drag queens are pretty cool. Yeah, in an adult setting. You know where drag queens came from? Uh, women weren't allowed to be actors in the past. It was all men. And it was hilarious comedy to have men dress up as women. Now, of course, it's been taken to the extreme nowadays. And it's been twisted and perverted into something that's, you know, probably not as wholesome as it once may have been. Although I'm starting to realize that our idea of wholesome probably doesn't fit what happened throughout history. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff online right now about uh, drag queens. And there's some rage built up against them. That's undeserved. There's a difference between a drag queen and a uh, somebody who is inappropriately acting or speaking to children. That's the difference. But if we lump one in with the other, it is akin to saying, well, abortion should be legal because what if a woman gets raped? <laughs> Horrible thing to think about, but you're using a small percentage of the group with different issues than the majority and you're applying your metric to all those people. That's not fair. Is it fair to post pictures of uh, a man who has transitioned, and I put that in quotations because I don't know if he has, to a woman dressed up like a woman so that people feel an emotional response to it? and hate that person. That's not right. That person's not the enemy. Probably the enemy would be, uh, the, the man dressed up as a woman who is doing sexually inappropriate things in front of children. That would be the enemy. And that's where the focus should be. But our focus isn't there. It's just like looking up at the sky and saying that every airplane is spraying us. You're using a small percentage of something and you're applying it to everything. And when you do that, you water down the, the issue so much that nobody's going to pay attention to it. So if we want to fix some problems, we should be focusing on the problems and, and leaving the rest of it alone. Did that make any sense? I hope it did. I have this problem where I I, I think about things, And I can't articulate them in a manner that people understand sometimes and they get the wrong impression. And then I'm forced to go back and try and do it again and again. And it's all very exhausting. So I guess I'm trying to watch the questions, but pop up a question if you can. Or if you need to. Uh, Yeah. Uh, has anybody ever read a book that says something like in the end times, truth will be persecuted and lies will be celebrated? Doesn't it feel like that? It feels like that to me right now. Um, Rachel Notley can tell all sorts of lies, tons. The prime minister can tell all sorts of lies and people celebrate it. They believe it. I don't, I don't understand it. Okay, here's another example of taking one piece of information and applying it to the whole thing. So I've had my emails flooded with people sending me things saying this is proof of chem spray. I've received everything from pictures of gag stickers that pilots put on their airplanes making fun of chem believers to badges that they buy on a website called uh chemspray.com, which the whole purpose was to make fun of people. They send me pictures of load ballast tanks in aircraft that are in testing phases. They send me pictures of uh firefighting airplanes called Air Spray, the company called Airspray, they send me uh, the the agreement between Canada and the United States on weather modification activities as proof that every plane is chem spraying. It's not. Maybe some are, and yes, some definitely do. Because in Alberta, we spend about 1.5 billion dollars per year spraying storms so that we don't have grapefruit size hail. The insurance company funds insurance company funds part of it. And the Alberta government funds part of it as well. And I think the feds feds fund some as well. So yes, there are these agreements in place, but that is not evidence that the 747 or the pardon me, 737 with WestJet on the side is spraying anything. This is the problem. There's so much information. We have information available like never before, which can be manipulated, by the way and we're flooded with this information and somebody sends something to someone and they say oh my goodness there is an agreement for weather modification that must mean that everything this person's saying is true but it's not any more than the masks worked or or the trust the science argument people are so busy getting caught up in these things that they want to believe maybe because they want to believe that the government is evil and everyone's evil and they eat babies to the point where if I speak out and say, Hey, you're doing the same thing. The other side does by using that information as your basis and applying it to all these things. So they tell me that I've lost their vote because I'm literally trying to speak the truth about something. And for the record, Maybe they are doing something. Maybe they are spraying something on us. We should probably find out if they are. But yelling at every airplane isn't going to do it. Bet you I just lost 100,000 followers. So I have a question here. How do I sell climate change? I'm going to... I don't quite understand the question. So if you could clarify, that would be great. Um, The climate change crisis was manufactured. Absolutely manufactured. And this has been proven over and over and over again. You can go back to the 70s and there's commercials and uh, ads about if we don't stop driving, we're going to have whatever. Al Gore said that the earth was going to light on fire by 2016 if we didn't cut emissions. That was back in 2008, I believe. Well, guess what? Our emissions went up like 30% in that time and the earth didn't light on fire. It's almost like the earth has a natural response to human impact. But, you know, that's another story. The climate change crisis is manufactured. It moved money from taxpayers through governments, into corporations that participated, like the corporations that uh, turned corn into ethanol. Do you think that reduces climate change? Do you think that reduces, pardon me, do you think that reduces carbon dioxide output? It does not. It increases it. But it makes people believe that they're doing something for the environment and they'll give up their safety in the form of their hard-earned dollars for that purpose. They'll pay more for fuel. Scientists were busted with the, the famous hockey stick graph. Never was going to come to fruition. Put through computer models where they could adjust the outcome by modifying something in, in the start of the calculations, you know, plus or minus 5,000%. Yes, Weather modification is absolutely real, by the way. Yes, you're right. It is. We we certainly spray for uh, uh, hail. Um, I'm 100% that the vapor trails left by every single commercial aircraft um, do cause clouds. Yes, they do. Whether it's on purpose or accidental. That's true. And that would be called geoengineering. However, that does not mean that every airplane is spraying chemicals on you. That's where I draw the line wow, there's some Chinese or something on here. Interesting. Maybe I'm a Chinese spy. So the climate change crisis put fear in people's hearts and it made them give up their rights and freedoms uh, to, to avert this crisis. We pump billions of dollars into climate initiatives. Billions. And most of it is subsidized with your money because you were made to be fearful and you elected governments that had a focus on climate action. Pick up the book Fossil Futures by Alex Epstein. Not Epstein, Epstein. Read it. And you know, you'll, you'll find a lot of the arguments for using more fossil fuels in there, which is exactly the opposite of what we're being told. So it's probably true. Ah, okay. Here's a good example. So has anybody ever heard uh, government officials say we're experiencing much more severe weather than we used to? It's hotter. The temperature is rising. We're whatever. Uh, don't you remember when you were a child and this? Don't you remember that? You ever heard those things? I have too. You know where else I've heard it? Don't you remember when you were a child, those airplanes, those clouds didn't stay behind them? Have you ever heard of the Mandela effect? You can believe something to be true because you hear it over and over and over again, and you will create that memory and believe it has actually occurred. Look it up, Mandela effect. So what I'm saying is both sides do this. For what purpose? I don't know. Oh, I see. So Stone says, How to Sell Climate Change 101. I'm assuming that's a book. Oh, boy. Let's see. Once again, my tune has changed. How has my tune changed, Dina? Is it because I don't believe every airplane is spraying us? Oh, this. Next, it's going to be I'm controlled opposition because I don't believe that the Earth is flat. Maybe it is flat, but do we know for real? Well, actually we do because I think we've seen the whole earth in stuff, but anyway. whatever. Another comment. We did an experiment this winter with a bowl of fresh snow. It had black flakes in it and it would burn. Something to look into. Okay. That is something to look into, but Looking into it doesn't mean, hey, look, there's black flakes in the snow. It must be the government doing something with the weather. It means there's something going on that we should figure out. But we're too busy already making up our mind saying, hey, it must be the government and building the conversation on that, that we fail to identify what the real problem is. That's a problem. Saskatchewan is flat. Good point. No, I'm not making up my mind that it's not the government. My goodness. These are really hard conversations to have. And look at this. Comments flooded trying to convince me of something that really... uh, Why don't we focus on a solution? What's the solution to all these problems? If we're getting sprayed by stuff by the government, or if the government's eating babies, or if the government is lizard people, or if the government is all WEF plants, and the structure that we find ourselves living under is allowing these things to happen, what's the solution? Is it arguing amongst each other about flex in black snow? Or is it standing up for ourselves and saying, we're not going to do this and taking over these positions and being free and then we can actually maybe find out about some of these things that's what i think we should be doing but we're not because people won't vote for people that want to do those things because they don't believe the same things they do this is why this is why conservatives have such a hard time getting anything done right very independent minded very self sufficient And when somebody doesn't agree, we just go off on our own and say, well, you know what? I'm not voting for you because you don't agree with this. Whereas the NDP and the liberals, they are communists. So they believe in the greater good over their own opinions and needs and desires. And so they'll make concessions and just agree to disagree and cooperate and move forward as one. And they bring more people and then they win. I wish we could do that. Yes, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is insanity. Anyway, uh, I, I think I talked about everything I wanted to talk about, plus some more by accident. So the very last thing I put on the description of this live is what do we do? We have a lot of problems. And even those of us who are mostly on the same side, we also have our problems. So how do we move forward in a way where we can actually get something done by bringing enough people with us and being the change that we want to see? How do we do that? I would suggest that we focus on the goal. Now, for me, I would describe my goal for this province or for this country as building back better. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was supposed to be funny. I would describe the goal as changing the relationship between the government and the people. Bringing the relationship between the government and the people back to a servant and master relationship as in the government is the servant of the people. And they're no longer allowed to make decisions like we need to spray something on the people for their own safety. That's not allowed. They shouldn't be allowed. I suggest moving to a society where if a citizen is harmed or allegedly harmed by the government, that they have the ability and the resources to challenge the government in the courts that are supposed to protect us. Not many people could afford to spend the quarter of a million dollars that's been spent on my, or so, I don't know the exact number, I'm guessing, uh, been spent on my legal fees, fighting the government, (coughs) standing up for themselves. Nobody can really do that. I think we should be pursuing a society where you can do that where the courts are balanced and fair between the government and the people. And as a matter of fact, they should probably err on the side of caution with the people, not the government. I suggest that we have a goal of, well, you know, to be perfectly honest, a Republic of Alberta. If the federal government fails to uh, uh, stay out of our business. We should be moving towards a solution. And if we have that clear goal, we have that clear destination, it would be much easier for us to set aside our differences on these other subjects so that we can reach the goal that allows us to have these discussions in the future. Wouldn't that be nice? I think. Anyhow, going to bed. I think I got court in the morning. 9 a.m. Red Deer Provincial Courthouse. Uh, Be there and be polite. I think it's going to be probably a short day and then uh, we're going to meet at a restaurant in the casino that has great Chinese food. So hopefully I will see you sometime tomorrow. If not, thank you for watching and thank you for your support. Um... We'll have more about the Whistle Stop Cafe in the next couple of weeks. I have some ideas, some plans, some things I'd like to do. And uh, I'd like to bring you all with me if you want to come. So thanks again. Good night. Viva la resistance. Wait a minute. That's going to be a screenshot someday, isn't it? That was like a salute. It wasn't a, you know, one of the other ones that people always get caught in pictures you know, that make them out to be something they're not. Like the pilot's wearing a chem spray badge. Sorry. I'm sorry. I won't say anything more about it. I just had to. But you got to admit, it was kind of funny. Night, everybody. Where's the off button? the off button is? Hmm. Uh, Usually men have a hard time finding the on button. That's the off button. Oh, there it is. Not everybody